You're listening to episode 40 of the Fat Fueled Female Podcast. Welcome to the Fat Fueled Female Podcast. I'm your host, Marsha Chow, a holistic nutritionist, personal trainer, and proud dog mama of two. I am obsessed with helping women achieve their goals, feel confident in their skin, and become empowered health advocates. This podcast is designed to help ambitious women thrive on a low-carb, high-fat lifestyle, so tune in each week as we talk all aspects of nutrition, improving your fitness, enhancing your mindset so that you can take inspired action and live your best life, all starting from the inside out. I'm so happy to have you here. Now let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the Fat Fueled Female Podcast. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today, press and play, and eager, hopefully, to learn about carb myths. But before we dive into this episode, I just want to say I live in Vancouver, Canada, and in Vancouver, we experience all seasonal changes, unlike somewhere tropical or like California. And there's just something magical about the season fall. For me, it hasn't happened yet, but for me, it's when all the leaves on the tree trees are like red and yellow and orange and they fall to the ground and the air is just crisp and it's sunny out, but it's a little bit chilly. And then the fall fashion with the leather jackets and the boots and the scarves and just, you know, taking your dogs out and it being a little bit crisp, but having a warm beverage or meeting a friend for coffee or tea, man, it's just my favorite type of time of year. Um, Summer's great and everything, but I feel like it's gotten a lot hotter in the last, I don't know, three to four years. So I'm so excited for this seasonal change. And I just want to have a little bit of a personal story here um, because we all go through different phases of stresses in our lives. And on Saturday morning, I woke up with, well, A, I didn't sleep properly. I looked at my aura ring and my sleep was pretty much garbage. Um, So I felt really sleep deprived. And B, I woke up feeling like my mind was like, completely scrambled like I had so many things going on in my mind my checklist my to-do list and I really woke up with a lack mindset and I was going over everything that wasn't going proper in my life and I was and obviously when you're sleep deprived it doesn't help but I kind of was just starting to spiral in my own head and I had to actually the first step in actually you know changing your state is acknowledging how what you were thinking how you were feeling um how you're being so I actually have the awareness and a lot of people just don't have the awareness I had the awareness and I was like why are you being so negative Marsha why are you coming from a place of lack so I had to go over in my mind I'm like okay five things you're grateful for right now yell them out loud okay so I did that And then I had to change. So I changed my physiology. So instead of being like, I didn't look at myself in the mirror, but my body language is probably like my shoulders were probably rolled over. My face looked angry. Like I wasn't in a happy state. So first off, I changed my physiology. So I was like, okay, five things you're grateful for. Yell them out. And secondly, I changed my environment. I'm like, I got to get out of my apartment. So what I did, I grabbed my two favorite little things in the world. My two dogs, Rocco and Lola, put them in their harnesses, 
tur- didn't have disconnected from my phone and I'm like let's go for a walk Marja let's be in nature so they're my like they're my world my dogs took them out wasn't connected to technology and I was like okay let's walk around let's look at how beautiful this earth is I started looking at trees I'm like wow those trees are blowing in the wind those trees are dancing wow like look at how green that grass is wow look at how blue the sky is wow look at those mountains like trying to find gratitude in any way that I could and I changed my state and you have the power to change your state too before I had this like dove into my world of personal development I would just spiral I would spiral for the whole day being a want 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 downer Debbie and let those negative thoughts and emotions ruin my day and this has nothing to do with carb myths but I just wanted to share this experience and let you know that if you see yourself spiraling you can change your state by changing your nervous system change your physiology yell out what you're grateful for or recite in your head what you're grateful for change your environment get out of where you are maybe it's maybe it's not walking your dogs like me maybe it's jumping in your car driving putting on your favorite song maybe it's your wedding song maybe it's a song that brings you back to your high school days maybe it's a song that you and your partner share just changing your state because you are in control of your emotions and you have the choice to be happy sad negative positive whatever you choose to be for that day okay so I just wanted to share that experience because I nine times out of ten or maybe eight times out of ten if I have good sleep wake up pretty optimistic I'm not a major morning person but I can always wake up generally in a good mood and that day I woke up in like a four out of ten so I just wanted to share this experience with you guys all right let's move on to this episode all about carb myths All right, so when I was growing up, you know, if you grew up in the 80s, you're an 80s or 90s baby, you most likely were told or familiar with the Canadian Food Guide because that's what they taught in school, I remember. It was like a pyramid and I, I think they may have updated it now. I'm not fully fully 100% sure they have but I've heard they have it's not something I reference or use at all but I remember it was like the bottom of the period pyramid was bread pasta carbs 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 70% of your diet was to come from, come from carbohydrates and I was told I needed to eat pasta and bread and cereal and rice and potatoes to have quote-unquote good energy to last me through the day now, not only did this cause me to always be snacking, but my energy sucked. And again, this information was based around the Canadian Food Guide and that's super outdated. Nutritional science has evolved and the old dogma of what good nutrition consists of really needs to be changed, especially in our educational systems. But let's, you know, let's get one thing straight that I, it's my own personal belief that Um, no one needs their diet to be 75 or 70% of carbs. Like no one needs to be eating that much carbs. How much protein are you having? 15%? How much fat are you having? 15%? Like, or is it like 5% protein and the 25% fat? Like this are the macronutrient ratios are going to be so off if you're having that much carbohydrates. And I truly believe for long-term optimal health, And again, your nutritional strategy and what works for you is going to be very different than anyone else, but no one's diet needs to be 70% carbohydrates, no matter what eating style you are following. No one needs to be eating that amount of carbohydrates, okay? So let's get into myth number one. 
Myth number one, and this is what I used to follow when I was in high school, eat a lot of carbs in the morning so you burn through those carbs during the day, okay? So first off, when you begin your day with a carb-heavy breakfast, this will set you up to be constantly hungry, okay? Personal example, when I was personal training full-time, it was like, have your oatmeal, put some banana in there, um, maybe some cinnamon, you know, legit an hour after, not even, sometimes 45 minutes after, I would be hungry. I'm like, did I even eat, okay? So if you find yourself having like, you know, cereal or toast or bagels or waffles, those are just like very nutrient void foods, carb heavy, not any protein in those and not really any fat either. So you're going to be hungry after. Also, when you have carbs first thing in the morning, it calls the hormone insulin to be secreted. So insulin is a hormone that is secreted from your pancreas. And when someone is starts their day off eating carbs, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack, and depending how much you're snacking, insulin can be called upon multiple times a day, right? So insulin's main role is to regulate your blood sugar. So if you start the dar, dar if you start the day off with a carb rich carb rich breakfast, this can cause a flux in blood sugar right off the go, possible brain fog, possible energy crashes and food cravings because Insulin is going up and down, up and down, up and down all throughout the day, similar to a roller coaster, right? Like it goes up and then it comes down. It goes up and then it comes down. Whereas when you are fat adapted or you're just eating fat and protein, you know, fat doesn't have an insulin response. Protein has like a mild insulin response. So instead of being on this wild roller coaster every day with your energy, it's like you're on like the kitty roller coaster. It's just these minor little like peaks and valleys and it's this smooth comfortable consistent energy all throughout the day so basically the more carbohydrates eaten throughout the day the more insulin has to be secreted right so on the flip side right if you didn't have that carb heavy breakfast and you had say a fat coffee fat tea or an omelet or just some eggs and some bacon you're gonna have more stable energy Therefore, you're going to perform better as a human. Therefore, you're going to just be happier all throughout the day because your energy isn't going up and down. Therefore, you will be winning. All right, let's move on to myth number two. If you eat carbs late at night, it will be stored as body fat. So carbohydrates do not magically add to your body fat at certain times of the day okay the body does not work like that but I want to preface you should not be eating you should try or commit I don't like using should or try you should commit to not having food at least at least two hours, three hours, four hours before going to bed because you have your circadian rhythm, you have something referred to as your body clock, different organs regenerate at different times of the night. And say you go to bed at midnight every night and you're eating at 11 o'clock, 11 p.m., your body's going to be focusing on digestion and it's not going to be able to repair and regenerate because your digestive system is going to be like, hey, we need to break down this food. So any food in excess amounts from emotional eating, overeating, binge eating can be stored as body fat regardless of when it is consumed and also lack of movement, right? Movement 
is fundamental to feel good. You know, I always say I exercise, yes, for my physique, but also a lot for my mental health because people don't know how good you can feel. No one ever says, I really regret going to the gym or I really regret going on that hike. It's like natural endorphins. You feel so good. Maybe it sucks while you're going through it. If you're not, if you're just getting into it, it might suck as you're conditioning yourself. But after you are going to feel like, a queen. You're going to feel so good and so proud of yourself for exercising, okay? So, yeah, any food in excess, you know, can be stored as body fat regardless of when it is consumed, really. Um, when it comes to carbohydrates, and a lot of the times, you know, people would think, eat the carbs in the morning, burn it off, right? This is exactly what I'm saying. Um, or exactly kind of like don't eat them at night, eat them in the morning to burn them off. Um, it all kind of relates back to insulin, right? We want our insulin to be... We want our body to be sensitive to insulin. So when we eat carbohydrates, our body's like, oh, okay, carbohydrates are here. We're going to lower our blood sugar and, you know, insulin's going to be the key to open the door to the cell, put that blood glucose in there, put the glucose in there, bring it back to a normal level. We don't want our cell, we don't want to be insulin resistant where when you're eating carbs so frequently every meal, multiple times a meal and snacks, Insulin resistance can happen where the cells just don't open the door. So the blood sugar stays elevated, okay? So there is also something with exercise. Um, I always say nutrition and exercise are a marriage. You can't expect just to focus on one and, and not the other. They're both, you know, I think nutrition is more important because you can't exercise out a poor diet. You could be exercising six, five, six days a week, but your garbage, your your nutrition could be complete garbage. So you're not going to get the results you desire. And you could be eating inflammatory foods processed foods you could be eating foods your body has a hard time digesting like there's so many aspects when it comes to nutrition and the bio individuality of what's going to work for your body but exercise is so important as I said for that mental release for to for our, our physical body to perform well and move well and have flexibility and have good body awareness and build lean muscle mass because I'm sorry to break it to all of you I'm sure you all know this but as we age we our muscles atrophy so we have to actually have an increased load and increased demand to keep our muscles strong and vigorous so there is something referred to as epoch um, excess or elevated post oxygen consumption okay epoch and this occurs after we exercise the body needs to recover and repair and return to its pre-exercise state so in this after you exercise your metabolism is elevated because it's uh your metabolism is elevated from the demand you just put on it right so exercising is key again mental aspect physical body metabolism muscle is a metabolically active tissue the more lean muscle mass you have the higher calories your body burns at rest so we don't want to think that oh if we just eat carbs late at night it's going to be stored as body fat the body doesn't work like that and how I work with clients it's like everyone's carb threshold and carb tolerance will be different but if you have the carbs at dinner you're gonna have that cool collective 
baby roller coaster energy throughout the day and then you have your carbs at night and that's when you're going to be like winding down and in the fat fueled female method there are eight key hormones we focus on and two of them are your hunger hormones referred to as leptin and ghrelin so leptin is a hormone secreted from your fat cells and what it does is it regulates a part in your brain referred to as the hypothalamus it's like hey we have enough stored body fat as energy we can put the fork down but as you lose body fat less leptin is secreted because you're reducing body fat and leptin is secreted from your fat cells. So higher amounts of leptin, you want a lot of leptin because it turns off hunger. It makes you feel satiated. Lower amounts of leptin will turn on hunger. So a hack for your hormones, insulin and leptin, is refeeding or having carbohydrates at night because your insulin's not gonna be you know, secreted multiple times a day and your leptin, what it does physiologically, it won't make you feel as hungry the next day. So higher amount of carbs will secrete more leptin, which is a good thing, especially if your goal is weight loss. All right, and then moving on to myth number three, carbs are an essential macronutrient. Coming back to like the beginning of this episode, 70% of your diet needs to come from carbohydrates. Okay, so essential means you have to eat it. It cannot be made in the body. So we have something referred to as endogenously, not that you really need to know this word, but endogenously means you have to obtain it from outside of your body, nutrition. And then exogenously means your body can make it internally. So for example, there are essential, okay, essential meaning we have to obtain it from our nutrition essential fatty acids such as omega-3 fatty acids, DHA and EPA are essential. We cannot make these acids endogenously inside our bodies that we need to supplement or eat wild-caught fish. Same with essential amino acids. There are amino acids from animal proteins that we need to obtain from our nutrition and we can't make them internally, okay? So let's look at our ancestors. Our ancestors went through nutritional ketosis because they would hunt, they would gather, they would have food, they would eat it, and then they would fast until they caught their next animal, hunted their next animal, or picked the berries or whatever they did, okay? So they're not essential to eat and people are eating too much carbohydrates all throughout the day okay that's just that's just facts okay people there's fast food joints everywhere everything is carb loaded french fries fajitas burgers buns hot dogs pizza sushi all of it is carb heavy right so carbohydrates are not essential that is why you don't die when your body goes into nutritional ketosis because your body can run off of ketones opposed to carbohydrates and it's a longer burning fuel source than specifically carbohydrates um when someone is a sugar burner, okay, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack, carbohydrates, your body has 1500 to 2000 calories of stored glycogen, okay, that's stored carbohydrate. When you're fat adapted, you train that metabolic pathway depending on your body composition and your size, anywhere from 50,000 to 100,000 calories of stored body fat you can utilize for energy. So just because they're not essential, 
doesn't mean we have to demonize carbs, okay? So a lot of the times when people start keto, they think the lower the carb, the better. The lower the carb, the better. And you can test to see when you are actually in nutritional ketosis. Your body, as I've already said, is very unique than anyone else's. So we don't have to demonize carbs, but we don't need to overeat carbs, right? Just be strategic on when you choose to ingest them. I already said at night, or you could do them um, like targeted keto, pre-workout or even post-workout. And it's quite magical and freeing when you experience and test with your body what works for you and what doesn't, okay? And especially when it comes to a women's hormonal cycle, um, cycling carbs in a way that works with your flow is so empowering because we don't have the same 24-hour hormones as a man. We have, you know, 24 to 35 days depending how long your period is, depending how long your entire cycle is. So when you understand what phase of your cycle is, I refer to them as uh, winter, fall, spring, and summer, you will intuitively realize, oh, yes, I feel better having more carbs during fall. Or, you know, when I'm going through my period, protein sounds good. Or when I come into spring, wow, I can fast. So again, it's that bio-individuality, looking at your cycle, looking at your carb tolerance, not demonizing carbs, but not overeating carbs, and finding what works for you. Carbs are not the devil, but as I already said, I think that most people are overdoing the carbohydrates, okay? So the message here message here is carbs do not need to be demonized. Just be strategic of when you choose to ingest them. And again, your life can be very freeing and magical when you find your sweet spot. So that is everything for this episode. Thank you so much for hanging out. And hopefully you learned a thing or two about carbohydrates. And I will catch all of you beautiful humans next week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. And if you feel you got some extra value from this episode, it would mean the world to me. If you could head over to Apple Podcasts or whatever service you are listening to this podcast on, drop a five-star review. Let me know your thoughts on the show. Doing this really helps more people like yourself find the podcast. And if you're not already following me on social media, right now is the time. You can find me on Instagram at Marja Chow for all your nutrition tips, tricks, and inspiration, or visit my website at fatfueledfemale.com where you can download my free seven-day keto meal plan with recipes. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I will catch you next week.